0: Welcome back to the Beyond Rockets podcast. I'm your host, Clark Dunn. The Beyond Rockets podcast is a way for me to showcase and highlight some of the small business owners, entrepreneurs, and talented creatives here in the Rocket City that make Huntsville way more than just a Rocket City. If you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe wherever you listen. You can follow me on YouTube at Beyond Rockets, as well as Instagram at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date with new and exciting things happening in Huntsville, as well as new episodes as they are released. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Rockets. In this episode, I sit down and talk with the founder of Yard Robotics, a local lawn mowing business that uses robots and AI to mow your yard. First off, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talking with me. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, Clark, thank you for having me. My name is
1: Divya. I'm an engineer by trade and uh, yeah, I'm starting a company that uh, that cuts lawns. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I know your journey to Huntsville is a little different than most. I think you even we Googling places to start this business and ended up in Huntsville. Can you tell me a little bit about where you're originally from and kind of your journey to get here?
1: Yeah. So I've always lived in a number of cities. Uh, I lived in New York. I lived in San Francisco. I lived in Seattle, Toronto. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, I was looking for some place new to move to. So it's a little different. The business came a little bit after. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I talked to my wife. We wanted a little bit more room. So we just started going up and down the coast and visiting a bunch of cities, Portland, <laughs> Seattle, Uh, You know Montana and we're thinking where should we go to and ultimately we just happened to look up Huntsville and what I found was okay it has an engineering centric culture which is important to me because I'm an engineer by trade and it has a lot of room and you can Mm -hmm. buy a house and it's affordable compared to California especially so we flew in uh, me and my wife on a weekend we saw six places and we (laughs) picked one and made an offer and it got accepted so we packed everything drove a car over and moved out here
0: Wow! Wow! I I, 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 the the journey and just kind of ending up here through Google is is, is super interesting. Most people come here because they already have family here. Most people come here because of work, and yours is 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 partly because of work. Yeah. What kind of jobs and what kind of things were you doing uh, in the engineering world prior to starting this business?
1: Yeah. So, um, I I've, most of my career I've done uh, software engineering, so writing front end uh, front end interfaces for trading or Uh, most recently on self-driving cars. That's what I've worked on. So um, I spent most of my career doing that. The last company I worked for is called Cruise Automation. It's a self-driving car company based out of the Bay Area. And I was very lucky that over time the company grew really fast. So I actually moved a little bit more towards engineering management and leadership. So I ran the product engineering group in uh, in Cruise. And most of the job then was to keep uh, the team happy and keep uh, executing well uh, towards the the goals of the
0: company. So uh, self-driving cars and that automation is something that's is, is grown astronomically over the last few years. I mean, yes. companies like Tesla doing a lot of things like that and a lot of other uh, big car, car manufacturers are kind of adding that to their, to their repertoire and kind of adding that and just seeing that grow. So you're in this industry and you're seeing this technology kind of grow and grow and grow. What made you interested in kind of using that technology for other means?
1: Yeah, so uh, I was... By working in self-driving car tech, I kind of realized that you can automate things in the real world in addition to just on a computer screen. So that got me interested in applying the same technology to other places. And one of the things was that the self-driving car race is such a arduous race. Like it's really hard. A lot of people are trying really hard on this. My, my thinking was there are other things that we do on a day-to-day basis, which maybe we wouldn't do if something else could do it for us specifically robots so the core you know the core thing i think about when i think about self-driving cars is they give us time back so normally you know driving commuting some people enjoy it but for a lot of people it's something that they have to do not that something that they want to do so i started looking around as i moved to huntsville you know what are other things that i'm doing that i don't really want to (laughs) do and you know i wish it was done for me yeah and even though something uh you know i looked at my wife told me you have to cut the grass. It's my job now. You know, I was living in an <laughs> apartment, and I did not want to do that at all. Yeah, you're so, like,
0: hey, this is this is this is
1: number one. Figuring out how I cannot have to do this. Exactly. This was right away my, my goal, <laughs> and obviously, my wife was extremely mad with me because she's like, I told her, look, it's going to take me a couple months to build a robot that's going to cut the grass for me, and I'm going to take self driving car tech and put it onto a robot. <laughs> and th- by the way, it took me six months, so she had to cut the grass all summer, <laughs> and I bribed my neighbor to cut my front lawn because <laughs> you know I I was just like in the garage working on the stuff. So ultimately, um, yeah, my my goal was to build a robot for myself in the beginning, just to make sure that I don't have to cut the grass myself. And then I started kind of thinking about this more broadly and realized, wait a second, how many people are spending time cutting grass every day, every week? Yeah. And you know, you drive around Huntsville, you just see mores every. You know, if you start yeah. looking for them, you're gonna see them every Fridays
0: and Saturdays. You're, I mean, sa- Saturday mornings is like the time. Like you drive through all these. I mean, Huntsville's completely it's growing like it's growing incredibly right, right. now, and right. the amount of neighborhoods, the amount of People that are coming to Huntsville, well, they obviously have grass that needs to be cut. And I love the idea of just like figuring out something that's very mundane, something that you really you don't want to do. Some people enjoy it. Right. That's which it, it's 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 th- this product and this service is not for them yeah. but some people do it because they have to do it and they're already outsourcing it to somebody else themselves so what if they were able to kind of do it and have a have their neighbors be like what in the world are you what who is doing your yard and right. so you come up with this technology it took you six months to kind of build it
1: six months to prototype it and then uh by the time i was done honestly the the season was over out here so i actually went down to florida to do a quick test i just put two robots in the back of my truck drove down to a friend in gainesville and and I did a little bit of testing. I just went on Google and said, hey, I'll cut your lawn. And I got a couple of customers. And that kind of proved that idea to me. So I moved, I came back to Huntsville and started doing uh, a little bit of fundraising. So the idea was I would raise a little bit of money to hire a few employees to be able to take this concept to a next level, which is basically test it out with a certain number of customers. Mm-hmm. So that was in, uh, that was a couple of months ago. That okay. brings us to now. So I hired a few people locally, uh, a couple of people locally, a couple of people from my past and um i have the service up and running and i'm a, my initial customer so that's where i'm at right now
0: so the, the, so i guess now you're, you're i mean you're in the perfect time of the season now where like yard cutting is 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 one of those things that you know everyone's dusting off their mower out of their out of their garage or out of their shed because now it's time to start mowing their grass again and so this concept's growing you have these employees that are doing it how has the is, is all your marketing right now done through word of mouth and kind of how has that process worked
1: Yeah, so we're you know effectively we we kind of launched everything about I would say a month ago. Okay. So um, I got I got a little bit of help locally. You know I'm in the I2C, which is uh, sort of an incubator inside Mm -hmm. uh, UAH. So there's a couple of folks there that are great at marketing. So we started doing some online campaigns initially, and uh, we're still not at a point where we have a lot of critical mass of people just hear about us from word of mouth. But we have enough, we have the initial customers that we just acquired through online channels effectively. Yeah.
0: So this, I mean, I feel like this concept itself is so, it's perfect for Huntsville. I mean, the, the amount of engineers that are here, the amount of people that love technology and the amount of people that don't like to mow their grass is probably, it's probably all pretty high. Yeah. Um. This, can you tell me a little bit about how this service works? Because I was looking at your website and it looks like you pay like a monthly sort of fee for them to mow it based on the size of the yard and yeah. it, and the, the mowers kind of cut the grass. for. Just explain the whole process. Yeah, I, it I find Absolutely. it super, super interesting <laughs> and it's just like, it's crazy to think that this is something that it could be very common in the next few, like yeah. everybody could be doing this in the next yeah. few years.
1: So Clark, the way I thought about this is I looked at how the traditional um, lawn maintenance companies work, right? And to do this, by the way, I went to a, a sort of a conference where, upstart lawn mowing companies kind of talk about how to get started so what i saw is the way it works is traditionally it is a service so you usually people usually get a service they get somebody mm-hmm. to come in uh sometimes every week most of the times once every two weeks and they cut grass and trim and edge and blow right so i studied that and you know one of my is is that that's what people want like they you know if i give you a super complicated robot to try to get it working you know, it's going to be honestly more of a hassle than than, yeah. than solving a problem. So the core problem that people are trying to solve is they want their lawn maintained, looking good, and um, so what I decided is to set up a structure where. On the customer side, we are incognito as a traditional lawn maintenance company. Okay. So you call us just like any of the lawn maintenance company and say, hey, you, uh, please cut our grass once every week or once every two weeks. We'll come in and we'll take care of it. We'll send you photos before and after and we'll charge you. On the other side, what we do is our robots are in R&D mode. We're building them. They don't always work perfectly. So we supervise them most of the time. So what we'll do is we'll take our hardware out to the customer's yard, cut the lawn, and then take all the data a lot of times and then study it and make sure that the next time you go there, there's more autonomy and it's more autonomous. Okay. So we, we sort of abstract the R&D portion away from the customer because what the customer ultimately wants is like a really well-maintained turf and which yeah. is what we want to do. We, we want to give them. And on the back, on the behind the scenes, what we do is we use the, the sort of the customer yards to train our robots to get better so that they can cut better yards better in the
0: future. Yeah. And it looks like in the website, you, you're pretty much super customer centered. So like if the customer wants it to be done every other week, if the customer wants it done every week, you're able to kind of be flexible within that. And obviously the more you're able to cut that yard, the more the customer is able to become a recurring customer, the more those robots are able to really understand it and do it well. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, you know, I would say there are some, just to be, just to be honest about it, there are some boundaries, you know, we, since we are focused on automation, there's some tasks that law and maintenance companies do that we can't easily automate with a robot. So Mm we, you know, like installing sprinkler systems. So we can't really help you with that. But when it comes to the normal chores of cutting yards, streaming, edging, blowing, we make sure we can do all of that. And the customer does not know if it was done by a robot or human being. Our goal is over time, they know it's done by a robot because it's so much better. But right (laughs) now we're just, you know, it's going to be at least as good as a human being.
0: For sure. And so this is this process of cutting the yard by a robot Is it at this, I mean, you said you're still in R&D and you're still kind of figuring out how it, so is this process going to be eventually quicker than a human doing it or is the process going to be as quick as a human?
1: Yeah. So speed is an important factor here. The way I think about it, Clark, is that, um, you know, grass grows pretty slow. So, and a lot of times when we cut our customers' yards, they profile that they meet as they're busy. They don't have time. They're going to work or they have kids. so, so, So they don't have, so a lot of times when we cut customer yards, they're not even actually in the house.
0: Yeah. So- it doesn't matter how long
1: it doesn't matter how long for, for me, what, ma- you know, from a speed perspective, what matters is safety, honestly, is, yeah. you know, the, the faster you go, um, the more careful you have to be about, you know, what's what obstacles you're encountering and how you react to them. So right now we actually have it going about one meter per second, which is about, you know, the speed of a human being and okay. keep it at that. And, um, yeah, um, ultimately it, there's this angle of speeding it up, but it's not a huge, huge, uh, Okay. For us right
0: now. So is the so the the robots currently are just, are just the ones that are doing the lawn mowing. You have other staff and stuff like that, team members that are doing the edging and the blowing.
1: That's correct. Yeah. So we don't um, trimming and edging, and blowing. All all three of these um, uh, activities are done by a human being who is sort of just aware of everything. So we don't automate those. Uh, yeah. We, we'd love to automate edging, and you know we have some designs that are going to make that happen. Okay. But, um, yeah trimming is kind of harder so so that's that's what we're doing yeah right now. so
0: i mean have you seen this has the response from with the client with the, the people that you've done the yards for as their neighbors like how has that response happened as far as like people in the neighborhood just seeing a robot mowing their yard
1: oh absolutely i mean um it's been crazy so usually when we're on a yard you use we usually find that the neighbors definitely come over and ask what's going on uh they're curious <laughs> about it and then, you know, the funny thing happened one of our customer yards. We had, we were mowing the backyard and a car went by and they, you know, they, they rolled down the window. They were like, what was going on? And they drove, <laughs> drove away and then they reversed back in. Just to see what was going on. Just to see what exactly <laughs> is going on. So I think definitely it gets a lot of attention and we always brainstorming the team, you know, maybe we should put some banners or stickers <laughs> on the robot to make it a little bit more friendly. But uh, yeah, everybody, everybody's always curious about what's
0: going on. Yeah. So is, it, is I mean, the team you, you've been, you've been, you really ultimately have to have to create with this company is, is not only like the yard maintenance people that are actually doing the, the, weedy, the other things that that's not automated, but also like the software engineers that are having to build this technology. So is it, is it just you, or do you have a couple other people that kind of help you with the software end of it?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, um, the way I think about it is about half our team is operations and half of our team is R and D. So we're a small team right now, just four people. Uh, <laughs> we'll grow with the business. Yes. So out of that, um, two of us, uh, are lawn maintenance person. I consider myself a lawn maintenance person cause I go onto the yards Yeah. and then we have somebody who's done it professionally for eight years before. Okay. And then on the software slash hardware side, we have somebody I worked with at cruise automation, uh, you know, a close, uh, friend of mine, he's come in to, he's moved to Huntsville with Wow. Me to work in the company <laughs> that's and a big leap of faith it is a big leap of faith yeah and um yeah so thanks to him and then <laughs> i have um uh, you know we have a recent uah graduate that joined us recently and okay. he's on the mechanical side
0: so so i guess when you come when you came to huntsville you kind of have this idea in the back of your head a little bit yeah. maybe you come to huntsville and so since living in huntsville for the last few i mean the last couple of years not not too long yeah has this been your primarily primary job? And is it like, have you like, so are you all in on this? I'm all in, and so I've lived here
1: about a year. Okay, so I came in in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I think it was February last year. Okay, so it's been, I guess, a little bit more than a year. And I was still working for my old company remotely for a little okay. bit, but basically since I would say the summer of last year, I just went all in
0: on this. Okay, um, so yeah, I've been all in. That's a, so is 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 was making that jump one from. From never been to Huntsville before, right. that jump to come to Huntsville and also that jump to go full time in this was that was that a tough jump, or were you look at, were you always in the back of your head when you're working for these other companies, yeah. thinking that like I was going to start my own business one day?
1: I would say the jump to Huntsville as a city was a little bit tougher for me personally because okay. you know it's uh, it's always a cultural experience when you go to a new city, so I was kind of curious about what it's like living here, so that was <laughs> a new experience. the one from a corporation to a startup i had done that once before so i started a company previously as well okay so, so you had a little bit of experience i had a of little bit experience but i can imagine sort of talking to local engineers for example i think that's a bigger jump for a lot of people out here for sure it is a um, huge jump very big jump for people out here
0: yeah because yeah. i mean like i think a lot of people at least that have been in huntsville if a lot of them have been here for a very long time. Yeah. Or came here right after graduating college and moved here, and the, comf- the 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 ability to be very comfortable in a job here in Huntsville and yep. being an engineer is is very very lucrative. I mean, you're yep. in a, you're in a position that is highly sought after. There's a lot of there's a lot of job opportunities. You can bounce around, yep. and so it's really hard for someone that's local to switch to this startup. Has it been tough for you to find people to join your team that have been in Huntsville because they've been yep. so comfortable with their position? I mean, Clark, you've
1: hit the nail on the head. I mean, this is a problem in the Bay Area as well in California, right? So the problem is the companies lock you in with great compensation. You get comfortable in your lifestyle and you sort of take on (laughs) responsibilities that make it really hard for you to suddenly reduce your burn rate as a person. So it's difficult in the Bay Area, though, um, you know, I'm I'm familiar with that area. It's more risk-taking out there. So people tend to take risk. Out in Huntsville, you know, I'm not going to make any judgments. I... I haven't, but you know, I'm I'm still looking to meet engineers who are willing to take risk, yeah, in exchange for a bigger swing in the longer term. Do you see what I mean? Yes, like, for sure. I'm I'm looking to meet people who are because I know there's there's so many smart people out here, but I just think that the golden handcuffs are super strong out yes, here. Yes, so, they are. Um, you know, yeah, I'd love to meet engineers out here that are sort of looking to, you know, basically. Reduce their burn, take equity, and then just swing for bigger things.
0: Yeah. So if if someone's listening and they're one, if I guess with the, the first end of it, if someone's yeah. listening and they want to learn more about having your company mow their yard, where can they find you and connect with you and ultimately schedule an appointment? Yeah. So
1: if they go to the website yard.bot, okay, okay. it's a bit of a unique name, but <laughs> yard.bot, there is a just a form they can fill in uh, to do that. They can also call us. Our phone number is 844-844-4006. Okay. So uh, that's the other way and then they can also email us at hi at yard.bot.
0: Okay, and so like, if, if, if anyone's listening and they're willing to learn more, definitely visit their website. It'll be linked in, in the description down below. Um, definitely check them out, and uh, it, it's a super interesting concept, and I think as now as the season's getting here, you definitely need to be um, it's, I think it's it's interesting just to see the options. And I th- I feel like just having a, a, a robot mow your yard would be incredible. And so I hope to see more and more of those around Huntsville. If someone's listening and they're wanting to connect, maybe even potentially work with you and kind of take that leap of faith, where can they can, can they connect the same way or what would be the best way for them to connect?
1: Yeah, they can just email me. Um, my name is a little difficult to type in, so they can just email hi at yard.bot. Okay. And I'll respond to them. Right Perfect.
0: Away. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and looking to kind of take that leap of faith to, go to a startup and kind of take on that equity and and, and, and and run with it. And also, if you're looking to hire a yard bar to do your yard, definitely check out their website. It'll be linked, like I said, directly below. But it's been great learning more a little bit about your story and kind of your journey to get to Huntsville. I know the business is super new, so I'm super excited to see its trajectory and its growth moving forward. And we'll definitely have to have you on again in a couple of years just to see how the, how the business has gone. And so I'm just, I look forward to it. And like I said, if you're listening, please reach out and, and check out their stuff. It's super cool.
1: Thank you for this, Clark. This was awesome.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond Rockets. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and on YouTube at Beyond Rockets. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date with new episodes as they are released. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed.